Well, good morning, everyone joining us online, Bridge family and everybody in Bridge World. My name is Dennis, and I'm privileged to serve as lead pastor in this move of God's spirit called the Bridge Church. Before we get into our message today, I want you to mark your calendars for these three Sundays in June, 7th, 14th, 28th, from 10.40 a.m. to 11 a.m. for a 20-minute prayer phone call. Yep, that's right, phone call. So stay tuned for more information in the description box below and in our e-newsletter. Okay, with that said, let's get to it. Some of us know what it's like to be stranded on the side of a road and need a lift. Some of us know what it's like to be down in the dumps emotionally and need a lift. Well, the sense I got for us through prayer and listening to the discussions uh, that we've been having throughout our community throughout this week was that we could all use a lift right now. In some area of our life, we could all use a lift right now. So if you're in the chat room, just help me out a little bit and type in there, we could all use a lift right now. If you happen to be sitting beside somebody, maybe you just elbow them and say, I need a lift. I need a lift. In about 20 minutes, we are going to take some time. Our worship team today is going to lead us and we're going to get the lift that we need and we're going to do it through praise lifting our hands and lifting our voices in praise to God. All throughout the Bible, we see people doing that. We see them lifting their hands and lifting their voices. And I'm so glad for the Bible because if it weren't for the Bible, we would just be stuck with what we saw others practice at the churches we went to or what we saw our families do or not do. And that's, that's incredibly limiting. The Bible offers incredible exposure with how to relate with God and how to invest in that relationship. Y'all, if I didn't have the Bible, I, there'd be so much stuff I would not be practicing. And that's real talk. I could do a whole series on stuff I discovered from the Bible that I was actually supposed to be living and didn't know until I read the scripture for myself. <laughs> I got an amen right there. I know we like to say that ignorance is bliss, but ignorance is not bliss when it comes to growing a great relationship with God. What you don't know can hurt you, can hinder you. Can I get another amen right there? Can I get an amen in that chat room? It's good, put it in there. So I want to share a bit from the scriptures about how praise affects me and you. How praise affects God. How praise affects people around us and the world. And how praise affects the enemy of men's souls. Okay, now you guys know me, so you know there's no way in the world I can cover all of that in one message. So we'll get to it all over the next few weeks, so stay, stay posted. Today, let's, let's narrow in, let's focus in on how praise affects me and you. Let's look under the hood of praise to get a better understanding. So what is praise? It's, it's acknowledgement. I like to say praise is a form of generosity. One thing's for sure, you can't keep 
praise to yourself. It's a positive reaction. It's a celebratory moment. It's not merely singing. It's a heart thing as all things are with God. Praise is a part of the, the banner of what we call a life of worship. Many of you are familiar with C.S. Lewis. He has a quote I just love. His quote is, it is in the process of being worshiped that God communicates his presence to men. I love that. Praise can be singing or speaking. It's got to be expressed. And I've noticed in my own life that whenever I'm praising God, it's like God is communing with me. It's like he's talking back to me. We're enjoying one another. Praise is a heart reaction to the truth of God's splendor, to the truth of God's splendor, to the truth of God's splendor, beauty and excellency. Did y'all catch that truth thing? As a matter of expression, I like to say God gets an attitude. God gets an attitude when our praise isn't coming from our heart. Isaiah 29, 13 says it this way. These people draw near to me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. It's about the heart. Somebody help me out. Somebody say isness. Isness, yes. Somebody even in the room said it just right. We praise God based on his isness. You can think business, business, isness. What's that, pastor? Well, it's just another way of saying that we praise God based on who he is. Our praise of him doesn't stop winter, spring, summer, or fall. It just intensifies throughout time. And as a matter of fact, it's going to intensify all the more outside of time one day. Praise in our lives comes from our understanding that God is who he says he is. That as the scripture tells us over and over again, God is good and deserving of our continual ongoing praise because he's good. Not because God is needy. God is not some insecure, (laughs) needing affirmation person. God is complete. But when we praise God, it benefits us. It benefits the relationship. And that's how God does everything he tells us to do. The question How does praise affect me and you? Quick answer, it enlarges our focus and adjusts our perspective. It enlarges our focus and adjusts our perspective. Let me ask you a question. Do you know where you're prone to miss it? Meaning, do you know where you're prone to create the greatest anxiety and worry in your life? Is it the speculation of the what ifs? What if this? What if that? What if, what if, oh, what if, oh, what if? Or is it the but hows? Okay, well, if that's going to happen, then how? How? Well, or is it for you, is it the timing? Well, if that was going to happen, wouldn't it have happened by now? I thought that should have happened. I wonder what's taking so long. Well, when we praise God, we get and find a strength an ability to focus on the isness of God, who God is, who God is. When we praise, 
We focus on who, not the what, the when. Those things come later. There's an appropriate place for those things. But when we praise, we're focusing on who God is, what God is like. Our hearts will go wherever our thoughts go. I think, therefore I am. I would add a praiser. I think, therefore I am a praiser. Appraiser. Have you ever noticed that word appraisal has embedded within it the word praise? Have you ever noticed that? To appraise something is to measure it, to put a metric on its value or on its worth. It's to understand its estimation. What is this thing worth? When we praise, we are saying that God in his mercy and his goodness and his grace and all of his wonderfulness, if you will, that he's worthy, that he is of high value that we can't even imagine. So that means I have a job to do. My job is to choose to think. Because if I think about who God is, if I think about his goodness, praise is going to come out of my mouth. I think, therefore, I am a praiser. Philippians 4.8 says it this way. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think Think about these things. What scripture or truths have you stored in your heart to empower yourself to praise God as he deserves? If you don't have one, today's the perfect day to find. To find those truths that stir in our hearts and that help us focus on who God is. We are our own worship leaders, y'all. Who is your favorite worship leader? You're supposed to say, you are. You're supposed to say, I am. I am my favorite worship leader. Because we lead ourselves by truth in our heart, by the understanding that God gives us of who he is. We lead ourselves into his presence. All by a thought. Our, our thoughts about God have to be praiseworthy in order for us to praise, we think about how respectable and honorable our God is. We have to praise him because we know he is the truth and he's deserving of our praise and attention and our affection. That's how he, that's how he loves us. And two, praise. When we praise, we get a proper perspective. We see ourselves as he sees us. We are above looking down on a thing. When we praise God, we get positioned over. Somebody say over. Over the conditions. Check this out. You might be looking up at situations and conditions that praising God will help you to see you're supposed to be looking down on. Let me just say it one more time. You might be looking up at situations, intimidated, cowering about something you are um, looking at that you've maybe blown out of proportion. But 
praising God, all of a sudden will help us see that God is so much bigger. God is so much greater. And those situations and conditions, they shrink. They shrink compared to how big God is and how great his plan is and how great his love is. And then we're able to look down on things and see things the way that God is seeing them. Can I get a whoop whoop right there? <laughs> look down on it as if to say you're in Christ. He's bigger than the autism. He's bigger than the debt. He's bigger than the flailing relationships. He's bigger than everything. You are above, you're with him, and you are not beneath. Colossians 3.1 says it this way. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. That's worthy of your time and affection and your attention. Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Okay, pastor, I get what you're saying, but I don't feel like praising. Well, I'm glad there's a scripture for that. Hebrews 13, 15 says it like this, through him, Jesus, then let us continually, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Praise is not emotionalism. Praise is not extroversion. We praise based off our understanding, based off the isness of God. It is not based on God's job performance. Okay, God, don't forget next week we have your uh, annual performance review. No way. No way. Praise is not a reward we give God because we are happy with his performance or the blessings that he gives. Praise helps us see God as the center of everything. We revolve around him. A lot of times we don't praise God or we don't praise others because we're, we're just too caught up in our own selves. We think we're the center of the world, and we aren't. We make the wrong decisions, pick the wrong people, uh, hop into the wrong business ventures, take the wrong risk, because our point of orientation is off. When we praise God, we see him the way he wants us to. He's the center. He's got us. He is for us. He is working everything out. Oh, my goodness, and he is working it out for eternal good and his glory. As we could all use a lift right now, in a moment, let's lift our hands and let's lift our voices. Let's talk about lifted hands. Lifted hands can show a heart. Lifted hands can show a heart that is surrendering. It's where we say, I'm not going to fight anymore. I'm not going to run away from what I should be running toward. I yield. I surrender. Someone today, right now, is like, Lord, I'm giving my life to you. You're throwing your hands up because in your heart you're saying, I'm trusting you. <laughs> there are a lot of questions that are going to be answered and you're going to answer, but today I trust you and I choose to follow you. I surrender to you right now as my Lord and Savior. When our hands are lifted, it can be showing a heart that is anticipating. Uh, think about in a sports game when a, a ball has, uh, is coming your direction you see it. What do you do? The hands go up because you want to catch it. There's something you want to grab. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm anticipating some things. I'm anticipating some things. And so when I'm praising God, I have my hands up because I am anticipating. I have great anticipation of grabbing what God has for me, my family, the community, the church, whatever I can do to be a blessing. I want to grab it so that I can give it. Our hands lifted 
can be our heart, just pure D celebrating. Pure D celebrating. We're in sports. We'll stick with the sports analogy. When your team has scored or secured the victory, what happens? The hands go up. Some of you right now, you're thinking about Jesus Christ and his success on the cross, death, burial, and resurrection. And you, that's all you need to think about for a moment is just lift your hands up like, thank you, God, because you beat, you beat death and you beat sin and you beat the grave and that has guaranteed my walk with you. We throw our hands up because we are celebrating that the victory belongs to the Lord. Hmm. Lamentations 3 and 41 says, we lift up our heart and hands toward God in heaven. Psalm 63, 4. So I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. And let's lift our voices. Voices that are amplified, voices that are loud because our heart is celebrating Our heart is praising God. Our heart is enjoying the goodness, the peace, the joy, the grace of God. The scripture says, come before my presence. How? With singing. The message says it this way for Psalm 102. Bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourselves into his presence. Perhaps you're singing too quiet. Something to think about. But while you're at home, That's one of the best times to lift your voice to God. You don't even have to just practice that in the shower, guys. Anywhere in your house, right now, in a moment when we sing, you can lift your voice to God in song. Uh, I like to say it this way, let it rip. Make a joyful noise. Because what our heart is doing, our heart is celebrating that goodness, and we're using our loud voices to say, oh my goodness, I am celebrating the worth, the praiseworthiness of our eternal God. It's all right to lift your voice sometime. Lifting our voice in song to God, just like speaking the truth, get this, overrides doubt in the mind, will, and emotions. You can't think a lie and say the truth at the same time. One gives way to the other. Sing a little louder, lift your voice so that your head can hear you. Just a quick note, it's so good to get the help that we need in singing songs to the Lord. We can play worship music all day long and we should by all means. But just remember to actually sing to the Lord for yourself. Nobody can do that for you. He loves our voices. He gave us our voices. He never made a voice he didn't love to hear, especially when it comes from the heart. Now, my three-year-old legend, one of her favorite songs is a song called Raise a Hallelujah. And we'll add that in the description box below for you. It says, raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemy. And the Favorite line that she likes to sing is it says, sing a little louder. Oh my goodness. You guys got to see this one day. I mean, she does it too. This line says, sing a little louder. I mean, she just goes for it. Sing a little louder. That's my encouragement for us in just a moment. Just sing a little louder. That's what we need to do today. We're going to lift our hands and lift our voices. And we're doing that as we're trusting God. Our hearts give God this type of praise. And I want to tell you, get ready. Get ready to let God fill you up with fresh wind and fresh fire. Pray with me.
Our Father in heaven, in all seasons, may your praise be on our lips and the fire of your love burning in our hearts. Lift us up with you as a parent does a child. As we praise you, we are your children. Amen. Amen.